Politics, sports, entertainment? Yeah, we've got that. It's WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Satter, fabulous producer, taking good care of us, making sure that as soon as an interview is complete, the WKOK podcast page is the place where you will find our WKOK interviews. On the news line with us now, Joanne Trauman, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way on GROW, the Gaining Resiliency and Obtaining Wellness Initiative. So first of all, good morning, Joanne. Thank you so much for checking in again. Good morning. I always appreciate so much what you guys are doing and what you're doing, and you're reaching out and telling your personal story really to the whole nation and making sure that uh, almost everybody can wake up tomorrow a little bit better off than they were today with the work that you're doing and you and your peers and colleagues and affiliates and so on and all the many volunteers. So uh, really just congratulations for making the world a better place, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm fortunate to be surrounded by really amazing people and, um, you know, that really makes us uh, go. And humble, too. The first thing a great person does is give credit to people on whose, <laughs> on whose shoulder she stands. So a great job again there, too. Well, let's talk about uh, GROW. Uh, let's go backwards, so way, way before GROW. What's the situation in our lives in previous years and, and in our communities that uh, is creating stressors, creating trauma, uh, sort of creating things that we'll have to overcome as our life progresses, then we'll move up to the present? Sure. Well, you know, there's, there's, um, I think part of what I'm so interested at, about related to trauma and resilience, and that's really what we're talking about, is that there is, um, there are equal parts, um, science and art, uh, to the things that have happened to us in our lives. Um, I, you know, I've spent a fair amount of time over the last six years at United Way learning about brain science and, uh, you know, the, the neuroscience behind brain development, um, and I think once you learn what the facts are and what the science is, it's it's really hard to argue with why we turn out the way we do or or how our past becomes our past. Um, you know, and and you do start to to wonder not so much how people turned out the way they did um, from an outcomes perspective in a negative way, but I think the thing that always astounds me is that there are so many people out there who have overcome the odds and who know that the things that happened to them in their early childhood um, or adolescence are a big part of who they are, but it doesn't need to necessarily define them. And um, that's really what we're talking about today. We're talking about the things that happened to you when you're younger, um, or maybe the traumatic, really awful traumatic things that have happened to you in your life that really leave a mark, quite literally, on your brain um, and in your life and, and shape who you become. Now, I, always, I have said to you in the past, uh, in part uh, learning from some of the information that you've passed along, that poverty is very stressful. People, you know, folks who don't live in poverty might not realize it, but it is a very difficult uh, day-to-day way to live. Is kids pick up on that or young people pick up on that? And are we talking about the same thing here? Oh, absolutely. So, so you know, the science of, um, of trauma suggests 
that when a child lives in that kind of stress and chaos all the time, their fight-or-flight mechanism is constantly engaged. And when that happens, their amygdala um, becomes overworked and overexposed and really doesn't know how to calm down. So we've got a lot of, a lot of kids and, frankly, adults who are once children who really were living in that state of chaos all the time. And whenever I do trauma training, um, I talk about people who create their own chaos. We, we know people like that in our lives, right? People who just can't seem to find peace or can't seem to find happiness in peace. And it's because, quite literally, their bodies are telling them that that's not normal. That's not what they're used to. And so in the absence of that adrenaline and that constant chaos, they're you know, sort of subconsciously, subvertingly um, looking for um, that chaos and looking to kind of self-sabotage in a way um, in some cases because that's that's where they've always lived and that's where they're comfortable living. They're comfortable living in that sort of um, unknown and, and that, that, you know, constantly having to fight with other people and fight with themselves. It can be really challenging and poverty is a, it can be a big part of that. All right, and poverty, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the stress or the trauma that we're talking about can be that, but also specific abuse or neglect or, or what else might go into this background topic? So there have been a number of studies that have been done. The first study that has been done around neuroscience as it relates to um, uh, adverse childhood experiences was done by Kaiser, Kaiser Permanente in the 90s. And that study took 17,500 people who were affiliated with Kaiser Permanente and asked them a series of questions. Um, and it's um, there were 10 items on that survey, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, uh, physical, emotional neglect, substance use in the home, divorce, um, uh, domestic violence, and that sort of thing. And so what they found in that study was that not only did exposure to those sets of things cause someone to develop, potentially develop substance use disorder, mental illness, and that sort of thing, but people who had a higher, who scored a higher number on the survey also were more inclined to, to uh, develop diabetes, stroke, certain cancers. Some of those feel obvious to people, right? Because, um, you know, lifestyle lends itself to a lot of disease, but some of them weren't. And I think scientists were, and the, the study authors were really um, shocked by the results. And since then, that has been expanded. And so um, now... We, you know, we have a number of studies. One of the more recent ones has to do with the Philadelphia ACEs study that didn't just look at things in the home, but also looked at things in the community, uh, what we might call toxic communities, things like um, uh, community-level violence, um, not really having access to the appropriate resources, um, definitely poverty, food insecurity, housing insecurity, and, and where you live in your community really does play a big role in that. And so... Um, those are the kinds of things that we're really focused on and, and getting people to understand that outward behaviors are a manifestation of the things that have happened to you in your life, um, for better or worse. And, you know, I think understanding and knowing that really creates a lot of empathy for people. All right. So that is why resilience, resilient people overcome and thrive and excel and, and create and communicate and, and do well. And obtaining wellness is a real goal for many, many people. And therein lies GROW, the Gaining Resilience and Obtaining Wellness Initiative. So tell us about this, please. 
Sure. You know, when you when you learn about trauma, um, you know, obviously the first place you go is you think about your own trauma. You know, at least close to 70% of us have at least one traumatic marker in our lives, although I would guess the number is, is a little bit higher. I think it's, you know, building about building awareness. So we, we first look at ourselves and we evaluate how that made us uh, become who we are. And then we look at others. And when you learn about brain science and that, that the fastest rate of brain development happens before the age of five, 90% of our brain is developed that young, um, it can feel a little bit hopeless, like, you know, we're running out of time or that it's not possible to get better. And that's just not true. Um, you know, yes, it is true that our greatest opportunity to make a positive impact in a child's life is when they're very young. And that's really... Um, up until the age of eight or nine years old is the fastest rate of overall brain development, including frontal lobe and problem solving and decision-making brain development. But what resilience is really about is teaching people that there are ways that we can cope and learn from our trauma and get better. Um, I quite literally do work inside the, the Cole Township prison uh, with lifers there. There's a group of men that I work with who are... <laughs> really incredibly remarkable, and uh, my friends Carl Malofsky from Bucknell and, and Katona Lynn, who is an educational consultant, and I are working with those guys to develop a trauma-informed mentorship program. These guys in that LIFER program, they truly, truly have transformed themselves, and a lot of the, a lot of the reason for that is that they really reflected on their own trauma and found a better way, um, and, and really, a lot of times, what it takes is a positive um, stable presence of someone else in your life to help make you better. And that's what the Resiliency Initiative is all about, really teaching and learning practical ways to make our community better that are really, um, that really embrace social, emotional wellness and health. Um, and this is relevant to every aspect of our life. I think we always think about that first and foremost in schools and in early childhood, like child care centers. But one of um, what what I think is so important to know is that this can be lifelong. The brain is it, the brain. Blame, the brain has plasticity, and even when we're quote unquote finished developing, there are ways that we can exercise our brains and our emotions to get better over time. You're never too old, or it's never too far gone to to try to create and make improvement. And so tomorrow we will be launching an initi initiative called Grow, gaining resilience and obtaining wellness. Um, we have a number of people and organizations engaged in this. We're being sponsored by Geisinger Health System and co-sponsored by the CSIU. Um, and tomorrow night, we're bringing Dr. Rob Onda to do a virtual keynote for us. He is one of the original authors of the ACES study. I kind of joke that he actually invented ACES. <laughs> um, and it's just a big deal that he's going to be coming and talking to people in, in, in our community. And he's so humble and he's so excited to talk about um, the work that he's done throughout his lifetime. Um, and over the course of the next three months, you're going to be learning from each other. We're going to have an, a series of keynote speakers um, until the end of May. And um, we're partnering with Summit Child Development uh, to, to a showing on April 21st of No Small Matter, which is an early a documentary about early childhood. And then this will all culminate this spring on May 27th. We're going to have a virtual summit. And, and, and this is, as I mentioned, it's, it's really important to be intentional and practical about this and think about what exactly our next steps are and what we can do. And so we'll be doing a lot of cross-sector collaboration. This is for anyone, but um, we're specifically targeting healthcare, law enforcement, and criminal justice. 
um, education, especially uh, human services, community-level folks like faith-based organizations and parenting organizations, um, and business. Workforce is a big part of this. You know, our businesses are out there talking about how they can't get people to work for them and they can't get people to stay in jobs then they need to understand and learn about social-emotional wellness, trauma, and resiliency. We're going to be bringing to the area experts and, and local experts who are going to talk about how we do this. How do we do this together? How do we create a better community and a better future for everyone? All right. So we are talking about uh, tomorrow evening, 7 to 8.30, a virtual event. You're going to want to go to gsvuw.org slash ANDA, A-N-D-A, and that's because Dr. Rob Anda is going to be speaking. Joanne, thank you so much. Uh, pro- we won't speak again prior to the April 8th event, but we will prior to the May 27th, so we'll get an opportunity to dig into what those uh, those particular activities will be all about in the future. But the first event is tomorrow, part of the GROW initiative, talking about this uh, uh, trauma and stress that individuals uh, endure and overcome and, and are super resilient and, and how we can all uh, best deal with that. Thank you so much, Joanne. Very much appreciated this morning. Thank you so much, Mark. We appreciate it, too. Oh, that is uh, Joanne Troutman, President and CEO of Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way, gsvuw.org slash ANDA for more information on tomorrow night's event.